Good day, everybody. The latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle, where we are still conducting our interviews. And today, it's a special day. We're going to talk about a lot of heavy, heavy talk, but I want to introduce to you fellow co-worker of mine, yes, another co-worker, but another fellow co-worker of mine. He periodically hosts batting practice today, a.k.a. BP TV. <laughs> he also does, hosts the Nets pre-halftime and the post-game. The New York Yankees, yes, your New York Yankees pre and post game. He also covers the Yankees spring trading in Florida. And on top of that, he highlight he does the highlight inserts for the Michael K show. Whatever breaking news is breaking, he's your guy. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you? Christopher Shear. Thank you, sir. That was a great intro. I, I love that. I'm I glad you that. like that. Now, did you notice that we don't have like a clap button? So I got to do it like myself? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get into it, Chris, how's everything? How you doing? Uh, I'm better than the Giants. That's for damn sure. That, that was a great segue. I like the way you did that. You're in the business, so you know mm -hmm. how to do these things. So mm -hmm. there's no question to ask. Last night. Yeah. Around 8.30, mm -hmm. you had to check multiple accounts to verify this wasn't a <laughs> fake account, right? Because nowadays, does it have the check mark? And even if it has the check mark, did that person get it from a fake account? So then you rush home and you look in front of the NFL network and you see breaking news. Yeah, you got to make sure it's not Adam Scheffler. <laughs> right? Right? So you see breaking news. The Giants have traded Odell Beckham Jr., to the Cleveland Browns. And what do they get back? A first-round draft pick, 17th overall in this upcoming draft, mm -hmm. a third-round pick, which is... 95th. I, yeah. And then they receive a starting player who's going to replace uh, Landon Collins. New Jersey zone! Right? Right? <laughs> jersey stand-up. As you can see, we have a Jersey resident in the house. <laughs> when we talk about Jabril Peppers. <laughs> so, um, Chris, I just got one question for you, bro. What's that? Um... ODB is gone. OBJ is gone. Mm -hmm. And Old Dirty Bastard now. has been gone a while. <laughs> right? I always get that confused. Because people are like, wait, wait, you talking about the rapper or the player? I just did that right there. So, no, I'm going to call him Beckham. Beckham is right. gone. Beckham is gone. And do you think the Giants were properly compensated? And what do you think of the trade overall? Uh, I tend to agree with a couple of the accounts I saw. Some of the beat writers that, that f have been following this situation since the first trade rumbling started. And uh, I really think Cleveland wins out on this deal. And, and I, I said I agree with some of the uh, beat writers and what they were saying. The Art Stapletons of the world from the Bergen record um, and NJ.com. I, I think Odell Beckham Jr., Greg, where he is in his career and, and, and what he is, uh, he is a, he's kind of like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Mm. They were those certain players that can help you carry your team for the next decade. And where he is in his career, and and the Giants just signed the guy. This is nothing less than two first rounders. In my that's I mean that's where you start with this guy, and that's where the conversation should have started. It should have been two first rounders this year and next year. Now look, they get a first rounder this year, a late, a mid first round pick with the seventeenth yeah. overall. They have their own pick at six. Mm -hmm. Um, they Jabril have 12 Peppers, picks overall. That and Jabril, Jabril Peppers was a former first-round pick in no, 2017. No, he was. So do you he think was. that maybe the Browns said, we won't give you next year's first, but we'll give you the value of a first-round pick in terms of a young player in Jabril Peppers? I see that, um, and he's, he's on the cheap as if you kept Landon Collins, yes. he was going to be 11 million with the franchise tag, mm -hmm. 11 and change actually. Uh, but I just I think Cleveland wins this trade right now. Mm -hmm. I I truly believe, and I wrote this for one of my aforementioned K inserts that you so eloquently brought up at the beginning of this. Mm -hmm. 
Gettleman, Dave Gettleman, the New York Giants general manager, was with this franchise before he left for Carolina to be their GM, was in consideration... Uh, when he started with the Giants in 98 as a scout. He was in consideration for the GM job when Jerry Reese was hired after Ernie Acorsi left. He has taken every last bit of napalm, Greg, that he had in his flamethrower. <laughs> and there is, if you look back at the remaining draft picks of Jerry Reese's tenure as the New York Giants general manager from 2007 to 2017, there is nothing but a path of scorched earth. And Odell Beckham Jr. is the last salvo from Dave Gettleman. Now, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. I know... He's trying to rebuild this squad. And let's be honest, Greg. Let's you and I be honest here. He's Mm -hmm. 68, 69 years of age. He's in the process of beating cancer. Yeah. This, let's be honest, this is his last go-round, probably, as a head executive of a NFL football team. Mm -hmm. He wants to put his fingerprints all over this team moving forward. He wants it to be his guys. He wants to leave his legacy. He doesn't want any part of Jerry Reese on this team moving forward. And I think that's what Gettleman is doing. Now, having said that, I have no idea why (laughs) Eli Manning is still on this team. None! Because Greg... Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Okay? If you're Eli Manning, you're a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and I don't want to hear the debates that he shouldn't have those trophies, and the defense should have had it in the first... I don't want to hear it. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. Okay? He's got two rings. Is this how he wants to go out? For real? He wants to go out, check down Charlie in ne- this season? When I, and go out three and thirteen again, oof, oof. and maybe getting replaced after the first five or six games, a la Kurt Warner. That's the way he wants to end his career. Don't 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 let us start one and seven again. Um, for me, the way they made it sound when last night all the news was breaking and you're watching NFL Network and they're telling you um, what everyone's opinions are and then you're waiting to hear from Odell Beckham and he's on vacation out of the country but his thoughts and I guess a quote that he wrote um, I'm paraphrasing he was shocked he was devastated Mm -hmm. and this came like out of the blue to where he basically paraphrasing Odell he got a call from Gettleman and said, I'm trading you to Cleveland. So I don't think anybody knew this was going to happen. I don't think this is how Eli wanted to go out. I figured maybe in this draft they were going to look for offensive linemen. He had to know they were going to upgrade his position and say, hey, look, I'll be the tutor. I'll do the best that I can. Maybe I could catch lightning in a bottle, and we'll see what happens. But to end or be in your last year knowing that the team is in a full-blown rebuild – That, I think, caught him off guard. But I will say this. I mean, if I'm in a full-blown rebuild rebuild mode Mm -hmm. and I'm on a team where it's like, this is how I'm going to end my career, how much is that bag? Because let's not forget, isn't he getting $20 million this upcoming year? I'll have $20 million reasons to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as your starting quarterback, I have no problem doing that. I'm pretty sure I just read this morning that Eli is going to make $780,000 per game this season. And, wow. Wait, wait, and wait, wait, wait. Say that again and say it real slow. $780,000 per game, whether he's holding a clipboard wow, or if man. he's actually in the game. So there's 60, and Baker, wait, 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 Baker just, Mayfield is going to make five forty for this season. Well... Before we go to that, Eli Manning is pretty much going to, per game, be able to purchase a home in full. Yes. 16 times. Wow. 16 but times over. When you look at um, Baker Mayfield and you look at uh, Eli Manning, Eli Manning signed that huge deal and he got paid for the two championships. But when you do look at um, Baker Mayfield, you have to realize now, oh, open up the door. You can come in. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is supposed to come in, be here part of it. 
I want to introduce to you another one of my coworkers. I don't have a. Take the stool. Here, take this. You can sit down. I'm going to sit on the stool. Another one of my coworkers. You're going to share that, Michael Chris. Another okay. one of my coworkers. He's an editor, Emmy award winning editor. Does. I, works on everything. If you need something for the playoffs, we're talking Yankees. We're talking. Uh, Boxing 30. Bo- <laughs> Boxing 30. We're talking Nets. We're talking, he's internationally known and locally recognized <laughs> as a great editor. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most positive, we could lose 93-0, to zero, and he'll come in and be like, hey, Greg, don't worry about it. We're going <laughs> to fix the defense. We're going to win next week. Don't worry about it. This is one game. Joe Callow, everybody. Thank you. Joe, can I just get a hello from you? You forgot to mention my dancing skills. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm very good on the dance floor. So, What's up? Um, you call me in on the slow Giants Newsday. Yes. What are we so supposed to right talk Right now, about? we're literally talking about um, how Eli's making 700 some odd thousand per game. Yes. 780. And Barkley is, okay. I said Barkley. Um, Baker Mayfield is making 540, and I was about to say how. For the how, season. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was talking about how. You want to come in, too? No, I think you need to keep it down. We're trying to work over here. Thanks. Okay. Well, you see, us with the, with, the man, with the man cave huddle, I haven't really asked for permission. I'm just basically renting this spot for free. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, the NFL right now, guys, is about finding that young quarterback in the first round that you have to hit a home run on mm-hmm. and on the cheap. For those few, those first five years, four or five years, you can get him a la a Russell Wilson. Who the, the, the Seahawks started this when he had the Legion of Boom, got Russell Wilson, then acquired Marshawn Lynch, Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes, Baker Mayfield. You're beginning to see the trend of young quarterbacks being drafted that can play, and then teams, once they see the quarterback is there, going all out to spend. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Can I make my point about the Giants first? Please. Oh, wait, wait, yes. What would you like to say about the Odell Beckham situation? I was a very big Odell Beckham fan. I always liked Odell Beckham. I always defended Odell Beckham. What I think the Giants' plan is here, and I think this is the most important thing to remember, and this is just me guessing what the Giants' plan is, is, yes, I'm always a very optimistic Giant fan, and I do like Dave Gettleman a lot, and I do think they have made some mistakes. And this is my feelings coming off last night. What I thought the Giants were going into last season was a team that thought that they were a few pieces away from getting back to the playoffs, like they did two years earlier, and blamed it all on McAdoo. Yes. I think that Saquon Barkley was a player that the Giants fell in love with for many reasons, not only because he could be a key to helping out the offense, to put them over the top, to get them back into the playoffs, But also, I think they fell in love with the kind of person that he was and what he brings to a team. That being said, I think the Giants realized midway through the season that their plan was wrong last year. And their defense was a lot worse than what they thought it was. Mm -hmm. And their offensive line, which they made some adjustments in cutting two players that were figured as being starters, which we all knew... Were you know one of them had so many issues flowers uh-huh. over the years, uh-huh. but this is what the Giants thinking I think was okay. I think they realized that last season and we saw them start trading players off. I don't think they liked the fact that Odell Beckham missed the last four games, and uh, I think they were very upset when he went early into that locker room, and something might have happened there. But I do think their whole mindset in this team this team changed now. They did not trade Landon Collins, which is very interesting because I think that he yeah. was one of those players that they did like because they did draft him and he was a one of those quality person players. Okay. Coming into the season now, I think the Giants knew that they were going to trade Odell Beckham from when the season ended last year. But what has Antonio Brown's situation showed us? Your team can never show what they're thinking because other teams will take advantage of it. Yeah. So Dave Gettleman has done something and the Giants organization – with you really can't do anymore, and that is keep things quiet because of internet and everybody leaking and all these analysts that think they know everything. When somebody tells you on TV who the Giants are drafting, who they're trading, means that the Giants aren't doing their job. Okay? So I think there was a feeling that they were going to trade Odell Beckham last year. 
And from what we've seen in all the moves that were made is all the high salary guys and all the veteran guys were making a lot of money, not only this year, but going into next year, that had these bad contracts are all gone. The fact that they got a player back for Olivier Vernon when they thought we'd have to trade, uh, release him and get nothing back and they got a starting guard for the next two years was, I think, a great job. I agree. I think Olivier uh, Vernon is a is a very good player when he does play. He missed a lot of a lot that, of time last season. That high ankle sprain. He does get to the quarterback, but he never gets the sacks. He does put pressure on. Okay, we saw snacks go, and we saw these other guys go. So what I think the Giants thinking was, let's take the cap hit now with all this dead money, which they're going to get this year. Okay, but let's clear out room for next year. Okay, not only with the salary cap, but also you got to remember something. I think the right way to build a team is through the draft. The Giants now have a lot of draft picks. Twelve. A lot. Yep. Twelve. Thank you, Chris. In the later rounds, much more important than the earlier rounds. That's the way the Patriots <coughs> have built their draft, and that's the way a lot of teams do it. The Giants now have that. The Giants also have a lot of money on the cap next year, off the cap next year. They're going to be big spenders like the Jets could be this year. Okay. My point is, is that there's a lot of flexibility. There's going to be a lot of young players coming in, and I think we all could agree that the moves that were made at least signals that the Giants are in complete rebuild mode. I will get yes. to Eli in a second. Okay? But I think with last night, I think at least Giant fans can see this is a complete teardown of the old regime and a complete rebuild. Almost every player that Jerry Reese drafted uh, or signed to this high price is gone. Real okay? quick, Joe, from 2014, out of 31 players that were drafted, after last night's trade of Odell Beckham, only 12 of those 31 players are on the roster. Excellent, Greg. I think they have a very sour taste in the mouth uh, about Jerry Reese and what has gone down and out. Me as a Giant fan, this is what I feel about giving away things to the Internet and to give things in interviews. For three years in a row, I knew who the Giants were going to pick in the draft. I think everybody else knew. And teams jumped ahead of the Giants, I think, three years in a row grabbing that player. So somebody's not doing their job, okay? By Gettleman showing his hand with Odell Beckham and saying, well, maybe we'll see how it goes, could have led to a situation. Also with the draft, nobody knows here, I don't think either one of, none of us know what the Giants are going to do in the draft, and I like it that way. I don't even know which quarterback they like because my feeling now is that they are going to go with a younger quarterback to grow with this team, have a lot of young players on this team, have a lot of money the next couple of years on this team, and build through the draft. Now, Dave Gettleman had some bad signings last year, okay? He did draft very well, though. And I like the guys that he brought in. He brought in a starting guard who got better as the season went on with Hernandez. Yep. He brought in Barkley, who the, basically the team wants to build around now, not only because of his play, because of his character. So the Eli situation comes up now. And what I'm trying to tell Giant fans, I'm trying to tell everybody is, the season is not here yet. There are still things to do. There is still There's still a plan, I'm hoping, with the Giants. So... Right now, and we may even find out by the end of the day today, things may change in the Eli situation. And I think that meeting between Eli and Gettleman was, hey, Eli, if we bring you back this year, you got to remember our team is in transition. And this is how it's going to be. You may have to mentor a new guy. Or if everybody here remembers, how did Eli break into this league? Kurt Warner had a winning record with the Giants. And the Giants said, listen, we got to put the kid in there. Okay, so I think Eli has to understand that. I don't know anything about pay cuts yet. I don't know, but I clearly think that, and I don't know if the Giants love anybody this year, and I don't want to know which quarterback the Giants like. I want them to make their decision and have nobody know about it because whether it's Haskins or whether it's Jones or Drew Locke, I don't want to know because maybe that 17th pick is used for the quarterback now. Okay, because I do think that we need a pass rusher because I think we'll all agree. Our defense is so bad right now. <clears throat> there was no pass rush on quarterbacks, and that's what wins games. You cannot yeah. let a quarterback sit there. So having Odell Beckham coming into this season was not going to get the Giants to the playoffs. The Giants had so much work to do that having Odell Beckham you know, would have made no sense. Now, I agree with you guys. They shouldn't have signed him last year. But I do think the Giants realized midway through the season and maybe after the season ended that this is a total rebuild and a teardown. So I think now at least the Giants have a plan in the way they're going. I don't want to know any details of it because then another team will know the details of it. Maybe they trade for Josh Rosen. Maybe they go with quarterback at number six. Maybe they go with a quarterback that they like later in the draft. 
All I'm saying is, at least now, they're taking a lot of hits right now in the media about trading Odell Beckham. But in the true scheme of things, do you think Odell Beckham would have got him to the Super Bowl this year? Super Bowl? How about 8-8? Eight and eight? All right, the last five seasons, with him in the lineup, they're 25-34. and 34. With him out of the lineup, they're 6-15. and 15. So with or without him, they are nine games under 500. Yeah. Either way, either way, he's not going to do it. And you know what? Somebody brought, I think it was Mark Melusis, who, who works for CBS Radio. He brought it up, uh, the narrative that all the Giants' problems center around Odell Beckham Jr., it's not true. And and Mark is right. It's not true. Because if Eli Manning, if this offensive line wasn't ignored for six years, six, six years, and maybe if they still get Odell Beckham Jr. where they got him and Eli Manning is upright instead of eating turf, Odell Beckham Jr. is a god and these two might have a Super Bowl ring already and he's not going to the Browns and the Giants aren't trying to put together their offensive line like filling pieces, filling holes in a piece of Swiss cheese. I'm so sick and tired of, of, of hearing over and over and over again. I don't know how many times I've done this on my podcast. Greg, you've wait, been... Wait, what was the name of that podcast? And we're off. And, and we're off, and everybody. And you've been on it with me with Eric Kennedy from Big Blue Interactive. Every single season for the past four seasons, I've sounded like a broken record. It's the offensive line. It's the offensive line. It's yep. the offensive line. Nobody wants to place blame on the offensive line. The Giants, an NFL football team, has to be built. You can talk to anyone. It's got to be built from the trenches outward. Yes, yes, and the yes. Giants have nothing in the trenches. If this was trench warfare in World War One, the Giants would have been carpet bombed out of their trench. They've got nothing. Nothing. They are starting from scratch. And like I said before Joe came in here, Dave Gettleman is trying to put his DNA on this team. This is his legacy. This is his last job. This is what he wants. Davis Webb, Eli Apple, Paul Perkins, Eric Flowers, Landon Collins, Bobby Hart, Odell Beckham, Weston Richburg, Nat Burhe, Jay Bromley, Justin Pugh, Devon Kennard, Snacks, Vernon. They're all gone. They're all gone. The entire 2014 and 2015 draft classes, no longer Giants. Zach Diossi is the only player left from the first nine drafts under Jerry Reese from 2007 to 2015. That's it. And he's a long snapper. He's a long snapper. This is why you have to look at Bill Belichick. He knows when he has to hit the reset button. Uh. He knows when a guy, when his... See... These Patriot players who everybody like raises their eyebrow uh, with when Bill Belichick releases them, Belichick can see their expiration date. Belichick knows, all right, I've squeezed all the orange juice. I'm going to be able to squeeze out of this orange. It's time to get another orange in here. That's why the Patriots have been successful for as long as they've been successful. It's time for the Giants to fall into that. You have to keep building and cultivating. Think of it as a garden. You can't just let your garden go to crap and not water it. You have to continually maintain it, and that's something the Giants haven't done. Uh, uh, to, to piggyback on your point, Chris, I mean, oh. when you talk about the Patriots, they are a team where it's almost like the Yankees you either are a fan and you're a diehard and you love them or you hate them and you watch them to lose but you have to respect that team because the pats with constant change always find core guys that fit their system i mean coming off a of super bowl they released their leading pass rusher in trey flowers and they got the bennett brother to replace him i mean they always find guys where you think this is the year the only constant that has been with the Patriots in this era of greatness that they're going through has been Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Other than that, anybody and everybody could go. Wait, before you talk, Joe, 
their center on their team, their most important piece, Tom Brady, the center on their team is an undrafted third-year starter. Starter from Georgia. Undrafted. And he's starting. Tom Brady takes pay cuts almost every year, too, to keep the team intact. Now, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the third thing is a system. Yes. They know who they're looking for every year. They don't worry about high draft picks. They let players go right when they're about to get the big paychecks. Did they miss a beat when Nate Soldier left last year? Nope. Didn't Trent Brown just sign with another team for big money? Yes. Did they blink? The biggest money that an offensive tackle is. Did they blink and make a reaction move? Nope. All these loudmouth wide receivers, okay? And don't get me wrong, I was an Odell fan. Who's the guy that produced in the Super Bowl? Edelman. Was he the MVP? Yes. It's part of his system. Yep. Okay? Now, it's going to take a little time. It doesn't happen overnight. But what we quickly saw is already the Giants have, or will have, almost $100 million of cap space next year. With a rookie running back with how many more years on the contract? I think, what was it, a five-year deal when you're that high in the draft? I think it's a five-year rookie deal. Who they, I think, you know, I'm... I'm I'm fairly confident they love his character. They want him to be the leader of this team, not Odell Beckham Jr., as we just saw, okay? They will most likely draft a quarterback or make a trade for Rosen. I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe it will happen. I don't want to know unless it happens or until it happens. And Eli Manning is the last piece of this puzzle. That's why everybody's freaking out. Eli Manning will be around the most one more year. His salary, if they do keep it where it is, will be around this year. Barkley was a four-year deal? Okay. Okay, the Giants are taking dead cap hit this year. After this year, though, take the hit. It's all gone. It's all young players that are going to be on new contracts. I like the guys who Gettleman drafted last year. Have faith that he's going to build a defense through the draft, not paying all these guys. I like Landon Collins. The Giants cannot play Landon Collins. That money. If we saw him in coverage last year, he was, you know, he was awful. Greg? I mean, look, <laughs> you, you said heard this, me uh, uh, You said off. this when he got hurt. Yes. When you watch the Giants and everybody's saying he's a Pro Bowl safety, all these tackles that he's acquired. If you're a Giant fan or if you watch Giant games, mm-hmm. week in, week out, the tight end always lights up the Giants. And you always sit there and say, why can't the Giants cover the tight end? That is why. But Julie, but but Mr. Peppers, coming from Cleveland, from New Jersey, and for all of you who really want to know where he's from in Jersey, went to high school at Don Bosco Prep, then ended his high school career at Paramus Catholic, went to Michigan, was the second player. Four-time high school state champion. Four-time high Jersey. school. Wow, four times? Yes. Wow. First two with Don Bosco. In the 2011 Don Bosco team yeah. was the USA Today number one team in the nation. Holla at your Iron Man. <laughs> and, and, and one last point real quick on uh, Peppers. Coming out of high school, he was the number two ranked player nationally. So it's not like he's devoid of talent. Hopefully he can be upgraded in the pass coverage scheme that Betcher has. The Giants are taking the hit right now in the media. Yes. All over the place. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. You got to take the hit. You know, you're getting rid of the guy that's a star now. Now, one thing for the Browns. I think they're going to be must-watch TV this year. I hope they get hard knocks, whatever. But, Madden in but, the flesh. But Baker Mayfield's one year into his career. There's a lot on his shoulders now. There's a lot of guys that want that ball on that team. They better hope he doesn't take a step backwards or there's going to be trouble over there. But uh, that being said, Browns are must-watch TV. I love what they're doing with that city there. I saw they had an advantage to get Odell Beckham. He already wants a new contract already. So this is what you get with Odell Beckham. Now, like I said, two years ago, he was the only offense the Giants had. He took a slant. He went the distance almost every time. So I love Odell Beckham. I love his his motor. I love uh, his uh, competition. But if the Giants are going to tear it down, that's the guy you need to, to, to start with. Because yeah. I think they realize that this is full teardown mode. You're going to build it back up. Take all the hits now. Fans, let's just see what their plan is before we start attacking them now. Let's see what their plan is before you yell about Eli Manning getting paid. How much? $28 million this year? 23 Yeah. Let's see what the plan is first. Let's see what it is. Eli has no more than one more year left with the Giants. Could I, could I just say something sure, really quick? Sure, of course. Everybody wants to get on Gettleman. 
He obviously has a plan. Everybody's not really on board the Gettleman train right now. <laughs> However, let me say this. You guys were just talking about um, Landon Collins, okay? Odell Beckham Jr. Let's just throw out Olivier Vernon, too. Um, let's also throw out Eli Apple and, and, and we said Collins and nice. Odell Beckham Jr., okay? All yeah. these guys. Could have could they have still been Giants going forward? Absolutely. They were productive but players. But where were the Giants going with them? Yeah. Dave Gettleman did these guys a favor. It's not like Dave Gettleman didn't want Landon Collins because Landon Collins wasn't a good football player. But where are the Giants going with Landon Collins in their secondary next year? Yeah. Nowhere. So you know what? God bless you. Go get paid why you can the redskins gave him a ridiculous amount of money to set the bar at what 14 million a year for that, a safety yes, he got paid. so hey god bless him he got his money gettleman did him a favor odell beckham jr maybe cleveland does restructure his contract he gets more money and he has success with baker mayfield he did odell beckham jr a favor instead of wallowing in the misery that is east rutherford and has been for since they won the super bowl the last time i mean how many years ago was that it's 2011 already 2011 and you know since then, since 2012 to this past year, the Giants are 47 and 65. So I think as do you know what do you know what pisses me off beyond? I mean, I just can't even wrap my head around it. They are four and 18 against the Eagles in their last 22 games against Philadelphia. Of all of all, of teams, all the teams, you want to win of all the fucking teams. I'm sorry, Greg. No, it's okay, man. This is this is this is, this is the HBO version of podcast, man. You can uh, say what you want. I mean, of all, to, to your point, I was, all the teams, I was picking my spot for my f bomb. <laughs> no, I mean, look, when you look at the Giants, I think what Gettleman did was I, I made a joke with Eric prior to coming up here. It, this is as a Giant fan. This is what it's been like. You're with your girl. Or your wife, or if you're with uh, uh, your lady, you're with your husband, or your here your comes boyfriend. a Greg analogy. Th- this is what the analogy is. A Breton analogy. You've been you've been getting cheated on for years, <laughs> and you were in denial of it till finally one of your boys caught your lady at the lounge and filmed it and texted it to you, and you could no longer deny that this is happening. And in saying that, Gettleman last night, what he did is saying, look. I'm not going to lie to you guys anymore. We're not making the playoffs next year. We're rebuilding. Was it really a lie, though? Do we all agree that the Giants actually thought going into last year that they can contend? Yes? No? All of us? Yes. No. I, I didn't think they could make the playoffs. Did I the Giants think they could? Yes. The did Giants the Giants did. think they could? I, the think Giants so. Okay, so we're all agreed on that. So we're all agreed on that. Mm-hmm. And they signed Odell Beckham to an extension. Before last year. Yeah. So when Gettleman sits there and answers the question, we did not sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. That was his answer. Is he lying? You know what? Is he lying? What was, it, their pro- what was their thought process last year? They're going to win. That was his answer. And no, they, yo, no, that was his answer. He did not lie. He used... A different way of saying something, and the analysts all get mad out there because they said, "Well, this is what they, this is what Gettleman said." Why would a GM tell any other person what he's thinking? He's not doing his job. Then that's what I keep saying. People are getting frustrated at the Giants because they don't know their direction right now. Yeah. Okay, George Young would be so proud of him, you know, because this is the way you're supposed to go out of draft, and you're supposed to think. So I don't know what the Giant plan is at quarterback. I would like to hear from you guys now what you think the giant plan is should be for quarterback, who you do like, and that's what I'm interested in seeing. What the plan is moving ahead now. Chris, what do you think the plan should be moving ahead with the quarterback situation? With the quarterback situation? Well, I have some insider information there. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news, according to Christopher Sheen here, I'm going to put the mic a little bit closer to him. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I was at a uh, funeral uh, a couple days ago uh, for my Aunt Rose, who passed away. And uh, my cousin, we have a huge Italian family. We, we, Joe, you could probably relate to this. Um, Didn't believe in birth control at all. (laughs) 
Uh, and my cousin Robert came up to me, Bobby, and he works at Princeton. And uh, one of the guys he works with, Dwayne Haskins, calls him uncle. It's not his uncle, but he calls him uncle out of respect. Dwayne Haskins wants to be a giant. Yeah. He wants, his family wants him to be a giant. I watched a video of Dwayne Haskins on Twitter recently within the last month of him breaking down one of his uh, drives with the Ohio State Buckeyes. And... <clears throat> The knowledge he has when he gets to the line of scrimmage, how cool, calm, and collected he is, how he, he extends plays, how he could read defenses. Mm -hmm. This is what you need at the next level. He's got a strong arm. Now, I was under the impression that they were going to take Haskins and have him with Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> <laughs> a rocket arm to go with a rocket right, man. Right, but... Unfortunately, that's not going to happen, but I still think if the kid wants to be here and from everything I've seen and everything I've read about him and everything I've heard about him, his character and everything else, he fits into that giant mold like a Saquon Barkley. He fits right in. You have to do nothing with Dwayne Haskins. Now, I know the Giants need help on the defensive line. Wait, so what's your downer news? My that aunt. you want Dwayne Haskins, no. but they're not going to get no, him? No, my Aunt Rose died. Oh, Aunt Rose. That's awesome. <laughs> that was my My dad. condolences to Aunt Rose. <laughs> but I think what you're saying, yeah. you if are... the Giants do like him, can come to fruition, but the Giants can't show that they like him. Because whatever move that they want to make or don't have to make, if a team knows it, they will jump ahead of him to get Haskins. Right. So I'm with you there. Now I don't I want also... the kid from Duke. May because happen, the Jones. last quarterback no, from Duke happen, didn't work out to, so well. Happen, to, to me, to me, <laughs> at, at, at number six, I will say this: although Brown, this is a passing way, league, you have to build your team up the middle. Quarterback, center, no tackle, line, middle linebacker, safety. I wouldn't really be surprised at all if, with that sixth pick. The Giants did take a defensive lineman or a Quinton Williams out of Alabama. I wouldn't if he's be surprised. Still, if he's still available. Yeah, no, yeah, or the best available edge rusher that you got that guy from um, Kentucky. The one, what about the... Uh... Yes, but if the draft falls like you're saying it's going to, two quarterbacks then, are going to be going off the board, uh, now, which it, means there's four players, okay? Yeah. Well, I don't think the, the quarterback... If there's nobody that trades, if everything stays status quo, mm -hmm. I think Murray will go number one. I personally think at sixth, if no activity and those picks remain the same, Haskins will be available there, and the Giants will need to make a decision. If Murray now, goes one, yeah, then Rosen's up for grabs, isn't he? That's yeah, another thinking though. That's that's going. But then it's like, do you? So now the, to me, I would rather take a quarterback, and, and and Joe, I know you've brought this up before about Rosen being available, and should teams get him? For me, when I look at a quarterback of Dwayne Haskins and I look at um, Rosen I understand that Rosen has talent but it just doesn't look good if you were a top 10 pick and in the very next year new regime and you're out but when they got I a new regime, Haskins, but it's a new coaching. No, I know. It's but, a new coaching style. They want that type of play. No, no, that I They got, don't want to drop back quarterback. But it's like what you see, for me, when I see Dwayne Haskins, mm -hmm. what I noticed about him early on, the first time I saw him play was uh, Ohio State, Michigan, when mm -hmm. I forgot the quarterback's name at the time. He had gotten injured. And it was a crucial drive, and at midfield, Dwayne Haskins came in. And I said, this is a great opportunity for Michigan to take the lead and beat Ohio State. And I was like, damn it, whoever this kid is number seven, all he's doing is completing passes and it's crazy accurate on third down. Who is this kid? Come to find out, it wound up becoming Dwayne Haskins. This year, I looked at him. The thing that I noticed is you don't like the players that come from programs that have a ton of pro prospects. Are they really that good, or is it a product of the program? But when you look at him, he was he's reading defenses. Yeah, and he's a specimen. Too. And he, he was not only reading defenses. You could see the arm talent where he would grip it and rip it down the field. Granted, he could improve in the technical things of throwing the football. That comes via coaching. But if you're asking me who the Giants should take with that number six pick, if available— the mold now is 
get that quarterback now and then build the team. Okay. I so you Haskins. both are Haskins. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see what else came in the trade last night? Number three pick? Third round pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. The third pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get that for Rosen. Okay. I think you can get that for Rosen. And what I'm saying is you bring in Rosen, you have to, uh, two top 20 picks to go on defense. You have a quarterback that just has a year under his belt that some Giants, some Giant brass did like last year. Okay, he's, he's just one year in. You know, it all depends to what you're going to do with Eli Manning, too. But I could see them going the Rosen way if somebody in that house thinks that he's a better prospect right now than the guys in the draft. I don't know that. You two like Haskin. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that if Dave Gettleman thinks that Rosen right now, he just loved Saquon Barkley last year, and he thought that they could win last year. But if he thinks Rosen's a better prospect, and you're giving up a three, and you have him under his rookie contract for the next couple of years, okay, you might strike goal there. Okay, you might get two top players from last year's draft, get two big defensive players from this year's draft, have a ton of draft picks this year, and you know your future all of a sudden looks really you're different. You're also not going to have a 30-year salary wrapped up in the quarterback. That's right. So I'm saying, guys, I'm not going either direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's going to be Rosen, Haskins, or they're, they're looking at Kyler Murray today, or they like Drew Locke or Jones or Greer, and they take a quarterback with the 17th pick, which you brought up. So you don't know what they're going to do. And please, I'm really hoping it stays that way, fellas. I'm really hoping that whatever the Giants do, they 100% feel confident in the quarterback that they're picking. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know who it is, mm-hmm. and that's the game plan going forward with. No. So whether they keep Eli or not, and things may change in the next couple days, that as long as they do have a plan, which I think this OBJ thing says that they do, Stick with it. Go with the guy you believe. Ernie Accorsi could have had Philip Rivers, and he could have had Ben Roethlisberger without giving up anything. He believed in Eli Manning. In the end, will Eli be the best out of those three quarterbacks? That's the guy he wanted for his system. That's the guy. So I'm hoping Gettleman, who's under Ernie Accorsi, and I saw Gettleman when I worked there working every day looking at game film. I'm hoping that he knows the quarterback that he wants. may not even be this year. It may be to or from next year. You know that that was going to be uh, something I wanted to bring up to you guys. What is your uh-huh. guys' thought of after the trade of Ov, um, Odell, Eli Apple, Snacks? We got five picks and two starters, but the five picks in this draft, the experts are saying this is a very good defensive laden draft. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? They go in, all in, on repairing the offensive line, all in on this defense, and then maybe next year you revisit the opportunity of acquiring a Justin Herbert, maybe a Tua from Alabama, or, I mean, next year will be his sophomore year. Oh, but you have to wait an extra year. You, you don't, we don't want to be that bad for that long. So it would be hard to be that bad to acquire Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. So That's next year, years. it looks like it would That's need years. to be. Are, 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 are we bringing back a 39-year-old Eli Manning? Well, another, I, uh, but that's why I'm saying. Yeah. But that's why I'm yeah. saying the Rosen thing. If they do like him, and if Arizona indeed goes number one, they didn't bring in Cliff Kingsbury to coach Josh Rosen. They brought in Cliff Kingsbury because of what he brought, because of how he coached in college. And the guy's sitting there at them at number one. And they're not taking a big hit if they lose Josh Rosen. They didn't pay him anything. Don't think Kyler Murray didn't see that Kingsbury, you know, said in an interview yes, that he sir. would take him now, with the first overall Yes, pick. sir. So there may and be then people... he busted out the next day, I like football over that. <laughs> I like football I'm, I'm over not baseball. a big Josh Rosen guy. But yeah. there may be people out there that go, okay, the Giants give up one of these draft picks to get Rosen. You go all in on defense now. You're still, the arrow, I think, is still pointing up. Because then they can't take a hit for not taking a and quarterback then, last year. Because you, you a got a quarterback and mm-hmm. you got Barkley. So they can't take any heat over last year. So think, we'll see how it see, turns I think, out. I think what Joe is saying is the way, I, I feel you, Greg, yeah, and what you I'm, were bringing up. I know what you're going to say. But the way Joe is bringing this up is, I think, the smart way to do this. Because... I don't think you could ignore it again because if you do ignore it, then you're going into next season with nothing at the quarterback position because Eli's off the books. And if they re-sign that guy for another two to three no, years, no, 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 they can't do that. Thank you, Eli. We love you. Your I, number will be again, retired. But thank see, you. that's another thing. I, I don't. I don't want this to be like a. a I'm. I'm. You know. Sit, I, 
taking in a, a, a poop emoji on, on Eli. <laughs> I, I don't want anybody to think I'm doing that. I, it, it's kind of like Jesse the Body Venturi. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love Eli Manning, but like I said before, Greg, I want to go back to it again before Joey came in here. Is this how he wants to end his career? I, 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 I just, just don't understand that. I mean, he may retire. There's a lot of, you know what? You haven't heard from him. Since the season ended, uh, you don't know what that conversation was. And you know what? And what, what, I love, though, to, what I love, though, is that Gettleman came out and said, I had a conversation with Eli. But he didn't tell you what the conversation and was. And give credit to Eli. You think any of these receivers would have been the same? They no. would have told you exactly what Gettleman said. They would have said. been on IG. That's the <laughs> class. five minutes. That's the class of Eli Manning. Exactly. If uh, any of what hard. Joe said occurs... Joe will officially be an insider to the man cave huddle. But but it's but it's it's that's the truth. That's the now, truth. Now, I, and I that's why Eli saying, is Joe? loved by a lot of Giant fans is because he does things the right way and always has done things the right way. And after that win in San Francisco, he was standing at his locker this season. Yep. He got a text from his wife, and one of the reporters said, oh, what did she say? And he said, you don't want to know what she said. That's right. Because they won that game, and it was pretty much all on Eli for winning that game. And I know the 49ers stunk. But everybody, Still, everybody was saying the Giants were going to lose that game, yep. and they went Monday out there night, and Eli, Eli Manning, pretty much single-handedly won that game for the Giants. Yeah. And and look, New York is is great, it, it but it's it's a blessing and a curse because when you're on top of your game, you're a god. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when you're like this, when you're going down to the end, and your teams won three games and five five games in back-to-back seasons. It could be a beast. And right now it's been a beast and it's been hard on Eli. It's been hard on his family and it stinks. And I I will not sit there and take a dump on him. I I can't because of what we endured before Eli Manning took over. The Kent Grahams of the world, the Danny Cannells of the world, and the Dave Browns of the world. And Uh, Dave, listen, you didn't need to put the whole first name. We knew it was you. (laughs) We knew it was you. We didn't need Dave on the back of your jersey. So... Go ahead, Callum. When a country goes into a war, all right, what's the worst thing that can happen? Your secrets get out. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the stuff that you don't want mm-hmm. to get out gets out. Mm-hmm. What's the draft day called? The war room. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gone. <laughs> La- ladies and gentlemen, that was Joe Callum. Joe, that was, that was his last comment war for uh, being on the podcast. And, you know, let's, um, let's wrap this up, Chris. All right. I'm going to wrap it up by I'm saying. I'm sorry I dropped an F-bomb. No, that's, come on, man. Um. I want to. I just want to wrap it up by saying, look, Gettleman looks like he's an old school guy. He came from the old school regime, and he, the way he built up the Giants when he was here, the way he built the the Panthers, and the direction it looks like the Giants are going in. He wants to build this team to have toughness and be about team ball, be good at offense, defense, and special teams. You know what he wants this team to be? What's that? He wants it to be an old-school Giants team, yeah. like Joe Morris in the backfield, yeah. a quarterback who managed the game like Phil Simms. Phil Simms wasn't an all-world uh, uh, Drew Brees or, uh, come on, uh, the kid from uh, yeah. Mahomes. I, yeah. he, he wasn't any of these guys. No. He managed the game. He got the Giants to two Super Bowls, and I know Hostetler won one of them. But Phil Simms won was, the first. Was, was eleven and one a, a, before he got hurt Indeed. that season. So um, I'm in, sorry I interrupted. No, 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 no problem. So in in, in closing, um, for me, I think that finally the Giants, according to Joe, you can't give out your secrets, but it's official. The Giants are rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And now it's all about understanding who we're going to get and what the identity of this team will be. And let's keep it real and be honest with ourselves. The Giants aren't going to be back to glory for a couple years, so we can't be excited off of what happens in this draft and think next year we're going to be back. Next year, 8-8 eight and eight would be the equivalent of winning the Super Bowl for the Giants because we're not going to be anywhere close to that. So that's my closing comment. What do you want to end it off with, Chris? Uh, I just want the Giants to be honest once and for all. I, I want, you know, I don't want Dave Gettleman coming out now after he just traded uh, 
Pr- pretty much one of the best athletes in the game today, mm-hmm. and then say we're still trying to compete because you're not. You're absolutely a thousand percent not. Now I know I said with Beckham, and we've said it in the during the podcast with Beckham, they wouldn't have been a playoff team either. However, I think that changes the scope of your situation, and you can't be afraid to use the word rebuild yeah. because that's what this team is in desperate need of. But now, it's on this draft. Now, Dave Gettleman wants this to be in his fingerprints. He wants his fingerprints on this team. He wants his legacy left with this team. These 12 draft picks, no matter how they use them, they have the most in the league in 2019. This is going to be his team after this 2019 draft. So moving forward... Whether the Giants come out of these doldrums or whether they stay in the doldrums, this has Dave Gettleman's DNA all over it. So his legacy is going to be the Giants moving forward as a contender again, or he's going to be known as the Isaiah Thomas of the New York football world. Don't don't bring the Knicks fans into this. (laughs) So um, there you have it. My buddy Chris Sheeran. From the Aeroff Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, periodically hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Periodically hosting the Yankees pre and post. Periodically hosting the... What else do you do? You do in uh, I do, inserts? Uh, I, I do. Uh, the th- here, I'll give you the things I don't do, okay? I don't do play-by-play for anything. I don't okay. do center stage, and I don't do sp- sports for sports money. <laughs> Everything else on this network, That's I do. do do. I said do-do. Do-do. <laughs> so, um, in saying that, I want to end this episode like I do with a positive quote. And this is obviously situated for this specific topic that we talked about today. Never be afraid to start over. It's a chance to rebuild your life the way you wanted it all along. Never be afraid to start over. It's a chance to rebuild your life the way you want it all along. Thank you for listening, and bye-bye, everybody.